all have needs and desires and seek to discover our own erotic journey. You've come to the right place. This is Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver, presented by SDC. In the next hour, we're here to answer your burning questions about relationships, sexuality, and health from the leading sex experts and professionals. Now, here is your host, Lexi Silver. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver. And today, I'm flying solo to talk to you about erotic stories. As some of you know, I have just released Mating Season, my new book of erotic short stories, and I have been loving people's feedback so far. You can check out my new book and watch a very sexy book trailer, which uh, may or may not be safe for work. So you can check out that video at alexisilver.com. That's Lexi with an I, silver with a Y. And Mating Season is also available on Amazon and Amazon Kindle. You can get all the links to purchase directly on my site. So fresh off the release of my book, we're going to talk about erotica. And I'm going to give you tips on how to write your own erotic stories. We all have stories. We've all done some things that merit being immortalized on paper or, I mean, on your computer, whichever. And because I adore you all, I'm going to tease you later and do a lectural reading from one of my erotic short stories. And later in today's show, I'll also be answering some questions from you, the audience, during Letters to Lexi. If you want me to give you some lectual advice with the bonus help of my special guest or guests when I have them each week, write into me at Lexi at SDC.com and connect with me on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lexi Silver. That's Lexi with an I, silver with a Y. You can also check out LexiSilver.com for more info. Now, before we get started with all the eroticism, I want to thank our sponsor, SDC.com, your and my expert source of exclusive information about sex, health, and relationships, where you can also access the world's largest lifestyle dating platform. Use my special promo code 7070 to get two months free at SDC.com. That's 7070 to get two months free at SDC. So get ready to shamelessly embrace your lectuality with me. Let me tell you a little bit more about myself for any of you out there who are listening to the podcast for the first time. So, you know, I produce and host this show, this podcast, SDC Presents Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver. And I'm also the media director for SDC, so I get to travel all around the world usually when we're not in quarantine times. And I get to meet new educators who cover sexuality and relationships in a lot of different ways. And I talk to them about contributing sexuality and relationship resources to SDC.com. I also write articles about sex and relationships, specifically open relationships and shameless sexuality for Pornhub, ASN Lifestyle Magazine, SDC, AVN, my own website, and some other places. And I'm also a public speaker. I also coach ethically non-monogamous couples and help them enter the lifestyle. I'm also the author of All the Queen's Men and my new book, Mating Season. And you can get both of those on Amazon Kindle. So I want to talk a little bit about the benefits of reading erotica. So erotic literature in general has become more and more popular over the years, and especially feminist erotic. And we've also seen a growth of scenarios and characters that are more representative in terms of race, sexual orientation, gender identity, and relationship orientation. For example, in Meaning Season, I did a couple of stories where the people are in some forms of open relationships. There's also one story, Succubus 
this where the gender identity of the main character, the succubus rather, is able to transform into any gender or any shape that they want. So I kind of play around a little bit with that idea and how sexy that is also. So if you've been interested in reading erotica as potentially an alternative to watching porn, because some of us, although it is very stimulating to see some kind of visual of other people getting intimate with each other, for me, erotica has always been much sexier, maybe because I let my imagination go and I can imagine it in a particular way that is not shown to me in a visual way that limits what I can imagine. I think that for other people who like to read erotica, it's not just fun because it is fun. It's fun to read, but it's also just a way to, like any other reading, you know, uh, that's fictional, to kind of escape a little bit, escape into a potential different erotic world, to become a different character and to experience new things alongside the characters. And it's a good way to get aroused. If you're not feeling sexy these days, I can totally understand that, but reading a little bit of erotic literature could definitely stimulate you in that way and get your imagination going and your creative juices flowing. Reading erotica is also a great way to explore your as I like to say, lectuality, to read about different kinds of sexual experiences that other people have had, whether it's real or not. I feel it really helps give you an idea about what turns you on and what doesn't. So if you read a story about BDSM and you're like, wow, my God, I have to try that, or it starts to inspire you to have fantasies, maybe that's something you had never thought about before. But by reading erotica, you were able to broaden your mind a little bit as to the realm of possibilities. Some people like to read erotica as foreplay with your partner. You can share it together. You can read to each other if you want. I think that's a really sexy way to connect intimately and also to you know potentially explore new things. So if you read a story to each other, you take turns, you can pass the book around. You could ask your partner, how do you feel about that? Is that something that you might want to try? You're kind of giving them something that's already enticing and they will already find it sexy to be able to spend that time with you while you're reading the book out loud. They'll understand that it's something that you find sexy. So they might be more willing to try something that is incorporated in one of those stories, one of those fantasies. It is a really good way to bring up suggestions to your partner about creative new scenarios you could explore together. And there are lots of other reasons why people like reading erotica. I think also just being able to identify with the characters. Sometimes there are more relatable characters that, for example, when I'm reading an erotic story, I'm like, wow, I really, I'm really feeling that. I really feel like I identify with that character and the way they feel about whatever the situation is or you know, the way they handle themselves in a situation. I see something of myself reflected in the character. So I like to personally explore that when I read erotic literature. So in a I'm going to go into the benefits of writing erotic literature. And for now, let me tell you a bit about the world's largest adult sex ed platform, sdc.com, where you can find loads of information about sex, health, and relationships. Watch videos, listen to podcasts, and read articles from professionals all around the world, like Dr. Jess, Marla Stewart, Dr. Elizabeth Sheff, John and Jackie Melfi of Open Love 101, Dr. Jamie M. Grant, and many more SDC contributors. As a bonus, I'll just add my name to that list because you can also find tons of lectual resources on SDC.com, including all my podcast episodes. Now, you're just talking about why people like to read erotica. So why might people want to write erotica? Are you one of those people? So for me, 
writing erotica has an has always been and probably will always be a way to explore my fantasies in a safe way and it's something that you can try too if you're interested in let maybe you have a ravagement fantasy and something that you really want to do is you know get ravaged which is another way of saying having a quote rape fantasy but in the sense that you are able to control everything that's going on it's something that you want to do it is consensual so a lot of people report having those kinds of fantasies. A lot of women and men too. There is something very sexy in the idea of being helpless. Putting together a ravagement fantasy, for example, with your partner is a little bit different than, you know, maybe trying to experiment with the concept of it while you're writing a story about it. So, you know, you don't have to write a story that you intend to share with anybody else. You can also just write stories for yourself to explore scenarios that might be something you want to do in real life. You might write about a fantasy and then decide later, oh, you know, that that idea, the idea of that's not so sexy, or it might bring up questions for you about boundaries or your comfort level in certain situations. So I think it's really important to be able to explore that. If you can use erotic writing as a way to, to figure out what it is that you might want from a particular fantasy, then why the hell not? Give it a shot. As I was saying before, erotic literature is also really, really sexy kind of foreplay that you can share with your lover. So you can take turns reading out of an erotic book or have an erotic story with your partner. And you can each just play different roles or take on different dialogue. So, you know, I think it's just a really fun and creative way to connect that is very underrated. There are a lot more couples probably who watch porn together versus read erotic literature to each other. So it is something that also pulls on that kind of intellectual part of your brain, in my opinion, because that it, that's what it does to me. And I think that it's really sexy. That is something that turns me on a lot. So it might turn your partner on a lot also to be able to do that with you, to share that experience, to read together or to be read too. So by writing with your partner, you can each take turns writing different parts of the story. You can get it started and you could send them what you have. And maybe it's just the introduction. You're setting the scene. Who are the characters? Where are they? Then you can pass that along to your partner, let them write whatever they think happens next, and then they can send it over to you. You can build up a whole story together and come up with a super sexy fantasy and scenario. And just think of it, for example, as sexting, but on steroids, because you probably will write a longer story if you're doing it on a different medium than you would in a text message or any other kind of message. So that back and forth that you might do while you're sexting with each other is definitely something that you can do if you're writing a story together. I just think it's a great tool of seduction that is so, so underused, so underrated. It's also a really good way to role play with your partner, you know? So, you know, I was saying before, as for exploring your fantasies, you can also explore different roles. You can pretend to be different people. You can each become characters where they're you, but maybe a different version of you, an alter ego, if you will. And that can be really, really sexy too. You don't have to play this out in real life. It's just about the build up and the seduction part of it. You're building up for sex and for potentially when you're going to be intimate again. And while I love sexting and I have a ton of tips about how to sext on my website, LexiSilver.com, think of erotic writing as, you know, the sexting without all the emojis or anything like that. There's no interruption of that. It's just the writing part. 
because for me, to a degree, emojis really take away from the experience of reading what somebody wants to do to me or of an erotic scenario that they've set up. I think it really disturbs the flow. So writing a story and not sexting is a way to completely eliminate those distractions. And you can also see how your partner might react to certain things. So if you start off the story and you're saying, I'm strapped to a St. Andrew's cross and you're flogging me, is the introduction of the story that you then send to your partner to complete. What would they say? How would they react to that? Okay, they find you this way. And then what happens? What is it that they might want to do to you in that scenario? What do they think that you want to do? So I think it's really interesting way to gain insight into what your lover might be interested in trying out with you. Another reason why you might want to write erotica is maybe because it's fun. And I personally love telling my stories. My stories in mating season are mostly based on real life experiences. And you can do the same thing. I love the idea of people sharing their sex stories with each other. We all have them. And some of them are really, really hot and really interesting. For me, it's something that I've always loved. I love when people call me and I'm like, oh, I had this super hot experience. I had to tell you all about it. Or I was having sex the other day and I was thinking of you, which is also very hilarious hilarious because I enjoy hearing that my friends think about me in the middle of having sex because they have to tell me about the experience that they're having. I've been told this. It's a lot of fun, I admit. If you enjoy telling your sex stories, then erotic writing is one really, really hot way that you can do that. We're going to take a quick breather. And when we get back, I'm going to give you some tips on how you can write an erotic story. But first, I want to share something very lectual with you. It's an audio snippet from the video of my book trailer for mating season. Listen to it, and you're going to want to go check out the matching video on my website, LexiSilver.com, after this, because the visuals are definitely something that will stimulate you and give you an idea of the feel of mating season and what you'll experience when you read it for yourself. And after that little clip, I am going to read you an exclusive excerpt from one of my erotic short stories. Here we go. Enjoy. Lexi Silver's real erotic adventures and darkest fantasies come to life in mating season. Her new collection of erotic short stories. Read Lexi's favorite tales of daring group play, sapphic seduction, enticing encounters, and kinky BDSM. Join a cast of shameless characters in their pursuits to satisfy their decadent appetites for pleasure. With raw language and graphic sex scenes, Lexi pulls you deeper into her lectual world, where sexuality is celebrated by curious newbies and erotic adventurers, voyeurs and exhibitionists, masters and slaves, and every kinkster in between. Read mating season and transport yourself from the bedroom to a naturist village in France or a sex club in Amsterdam. Get mating season now in ebook and paperback at Amazon and LexiSilver.com.
What did you think of that little audio clip? Did you enjoy it? If you did, then you are going to want to check out Meeting Season and that video it was telling you about that that audio belongs to on LexiSilver.com. That's Lexi with an I, silver with a Y. And just to tease you a little more, I am going to read you a lectual excerpt from Morgan's First Taste, which is one of the first stories in Mating Season, my collection of erotica. So in this story, Morgan, the main character, has just gone to the grocery store to pick up provisions for her regular NFL football Sundays with her sexy roommate, Denise, who she has a massive crush on but has never done anything about it. And she returns to her apartment building. So this excerpt starts right as she is getting back into her building. And this happens right before she's surprised by her sexy roommate, Denise. Back inside our apartment building, I balance the groceries in one hand and the beer on my shoulder as I push the button for the elevator. My belly flip-flops in anticipation of seeing Denise. I can barely focus, and it takes three attempts before I can get my key in the lock on our door, stubbornly refusing to put anything down to free my hands. I press down on the doorknob and almost stumble over a pair of Denise's high-heeled shoes in the entrance. Hmm, it's unusual for my spick and span roommate to leave something so out of place. Clumsily kicking off my Chuck Taylors, I prepare to make my way down the long hallway to the kitchen so I can unload the groceries, but I stop in my tracks to figure out what that noise is and where it's coming from. The living room is on my way to the kitchen, and it looks like Denise has been watching the football pregame show on low volume. I press the mute button, but there's that sound again. TV can't be the source. Denise, I got our favorites. I even picked up extra Cheetos, I sing song, trying to draw her out from wherever she is. The mysterious sound grows louder as I step closer to the kitchen. Was that a whimper? Where's it coming from? There it is again. It becomes clear. It's a moan, and it's female, coming from the kitchen. Dying of curiosity, I quickly advance to the kitchen and peek around the wall and lose my composure, going slack-jawed. Denise sits with her back to me on top of our kitchen table, her voluminous black hair wilder and more touchable than ever. Her knees are bent and her feet propped up at the table's edge. That's all I see, until I realize that the shaved dark brown head between her legs belongs to Carter, one of Denise's current lovers. He's kneeling on the floor in front of her with his mouth on her pussy, his erection sprung to life. And what a life! Mesmerized by the scene, I can't bring myself to leave them to their own devices. My feet are rooted on the spot. I've barely watched porn before, and I've definitely never seen real people have sex right in front of me, let alone be this close to Denise's exquisite naked body. The music of Denise's moans fills the kitchen. Jealousy twinges in my belly for a moment, wanting to be the one to make her experience so much ecstasy. But as I watch her companion's sizable dick stiffen more and more as he pleasures her with his mouth, the jealousy subsides as an overwhelming desire washes over me. I want to join both of them. I'm dying to play with Denise and Carter at the same time, a scenario I have never dared to entertain. My pussy throbs at the sight of Denise throwing her head back in ecstasy. From this angle, I can see her face, eyes closed, pink lips parted, and the tops of her rich, dark brown breasts. I'm aching to touch her. Denise bites her lips, her body tensing, and she opens her eyes and looks right at me. My stomach knots up, the tension between my legs tightening. I can't move, fully captivated by her inviting, sensuous gaze. 
A small smile curves the corners of her lips, amusement dancing in her eyes. She's unsurprised to see me, almost as though she's been expecting me. Almost as though she'd planned this. Carter looks up at Denise, noticing me over her shoulder, and pauses. He stands up slowly, watching me. He doesn't look surprised to see me either. My body flushes with heat as a sly grin creeps over his face. Denise nods her head at him, like a secret code. What are they communicating to each other? There is a brief silence and I have no idea what to do. I can't even speak. All I can do is shakily put down the groceries I've somehow been holding this entire time. Come here, Morgan, Denise says, her voice husky with lust. I step towards them, almost shyly, immediately and unexpectedly feeling the warmth in the air. Denise reaches out and takes my pale, trembling hand, pulling me closer to her on the table. Her hand is so warm, her touch inviting and friendly, with a sexy urgency. I stare longingly at her beautiful body, her silky skin and irresistible hourglass shape. Her pink nether lips glisten between her toned thighs. I've been fantasizing about this moment since I met her, but I never thought this could happen. My roommate smiles, pulling her body closer to the edge of the table, her face approaching mine. She cradles the back of my head in her hand, covering my mouth with hers. The smoothness of her lips startles me, and the softness of her mouth melts me. She tastes sweet and faintly of the bubblegum she loves to chew. Her tongue slips between my lips, rubbing gently against mine, teasing me. My hands find the back of her head, and I hold her closer to me, my fingers intertwined with her wild hair. Denise sighs against my lips as I kiss her back with the same pressure. This is so different than kissing a man. No one has ever touched me with such soft hands, with such a sensual touch. I revel in her stroking the sides of my face, down my arms, the sensitive sides of my breasts. My body hums as new sensations shoot through me, focusing only on this moment and on Denise. From the corner of my eye, Carter watches us hungrily, staying a step back to allow us to connect with each other. His cock is still hard, and I watch him slowly stroke himself, patiently waiting for us. She comes up for breath, pulling away from my mouth slightly. Looking me in the eyes with confidence, she folds my hands in hers and presses my palms to her bare breasts. Her firm nipples poke against my skin, inviting me to play with them. Do you want me? She asks. Her breasts are so warm in my hands, her nipples so hard as I gently roll them between my fingers, then smooth my hands over the hot flesh of her soft belly and her luscious thighs. I can't believe how gorgeous she is. She's a goddess. I want you more than anything, I tell her honestly. Denise smiles and captures my lips with hers again, her hands traveling over my small breast to feel my own hardened nipples. I moan against her mouth, my pussy twitching in anticipation of her touch. She pulls away from my lips for a moment to ask, Do you want him too? Her head nods in Carter's direction. We both look at Carter, and his cock stiffens even more at the sight of two women caressing each other. I smile, my eyes roving over his athletic body. My fingers itch to feel Carter's smooth, velvety, soft skin and every inch of his raging heart on. I extend my fingers in a come-hither motion, gesturing for him to join us. Carter smiles mischievously as he comes up behind me. His erection presses against my lower back as Denise's soft body pushes into my front. I'm enveloped by the heat of their irresistibly sexy bodies, and I don't know who to touch first. I want it all, and all at the same time.
So that's just a little quote to heat you up from Morgan's First Taste, which you can find in mating season. My collection of erotic short stories, which, as I mentioned before, is available on Amazon, Amazon Kindle, and of course on my site, alexisilver.com. That's Lexi with an I, Silver with a Y. And now I'm just going to give you some tips on how you can write your own erotic story. Now, keeping in mind that every author has their own process, right? Sometimes it can take hours staring at a computer screen in order for you to get any good ideas. And sometimes it just flows out of you. It happens, you know, writer's block is a real thing, but also, you know, having a process in terms of how do you set up a story? So the kind of stories that I'm talking about are not necessarily how do you write a story for public consumption? This is just about how to write a story in general, something that you might want to just make for yourself and read over in the future. Or maybe it's something you want to share with a partner, like I've mentioned before, as a really hot seduction tool that, as I mentioned, is underrated. The first thing to know is something that I tell everybody when I do my Sexting 101 courses, and that is you do not have to be Shakespeare to write a good sext or a good story, okay? Don't put so much pressure on yourself. You can use very simple vocabulary in order to get your point across and to make something super sexy. You don't have to have an outstanding vocabulary. And also, thesaurus.com is a real thing. You can go there if you want to just brush up on a little bit of, uh, of juicier words that you could use here and there. But Clear, basic language is just fine. You really don't have to put a lot of pressure on yourself for that. But if you are going to be writing a story that is not just for you and you are going to share it with someone else, at some point in time, I do recommend that you do write an erotic story just for you. Something that is just something for you to explore a fantasy or create something for yourself. This is just, I for me, it's a self-care thing. So try it out. You might find it therapeutic in some ways. You would be surprised that when you are creating your characters, there are a lot of different pieces of you that go into them. So it can be very insightful to see how your characters handle certain situations and how they react, what they desire. I highly recommend trying it out for yourself if you have not already done that. And another tip on how to write an erotic story is, same thing for when you are sexting with somebody is Get into a sexy state of mind. Masturbate if you have to. If you are horny, you will write a better story. The passion will come out on the page. If you are fully sexually satisfied, it might be a little bit harder to get into that kind of headspace. So build up your sexual frustration for a short period of time, of course. Write your story. And then, yeah, go ahead, read it over and masturbate to it. There you go. Doctor's orders. Dr. Lexi's orders. And if you can't think about a scenario that you might want to imagine and write about, you can just write from personal experience. Talk about an experience that you had that just really stood out for you or during which you discovered something about yourself, a fantasy that you had that was being realized, or you realized that you can also write from the first person or the third person perspective. If you do want to go into more of a role play scenario, especially if you are going back and forth with your partner, you could have two characters or more characters where some of them are based on the two of you, but maybe an alter ego version of yourselves. So it might be easier for some of you to write from the third person and just give different names to your characters. 
Don't forget to write first and edit later. Okay. If you're big on, okay, well, you know, this sentence doesn't sound right and you can't move forward before fixing it, just let it go and then move on with your story and you can always get back to it later. But once the creative flow has started, just let it flow. Just let it happen. And then go back, make whatever modifications you want before you send it off to someone or before you're happy with the story for yourself. And if you're sharing a story with a partner as far as how to write a story, you might you know, find it a little bit easier to choose a setting that you're both familiar with. So it could really cut down on the amount of information that you have to share in your writing. For example, if you're writing a story that takes place in a king club and it's a king club that you've both been to before, just saying, you know, oh, well, we walked into the dungeon of whatever the name of the club is. That already gives an opportunity for your lover to envision that visual, to be able to see that in their imagination. Like, okay, I know exactly what that looks like. I know what the walls look like. I know what the ambiance is. And it really, really helps as far as making it more realistic for you and your lover, which I find really helpful. Yes, it's great to role play, but having little elements of realism in there make it a little bit sexier because it does give you more of a potential of things that could happen together. So you could be just writing out a fantasy that you could potentially have. Those are just a couple of tips on how to write an erotic story. I have more advice on my website, LexiSilver.com, which I will also be sharing with SDC.com. So you're going to want to check that out as well. And right now I'm going to get into letters to Lexi. I'm going to give you the shameless, no bullshit answer. Your friends might not have the titanium ovaries or balls of steel to tell you. No question is ever too taboo or queer or weird, so don't be shy. I love getting your messages, so keep sending them in to Lexi at sdc.com and connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lexi Silver. That's Lexi with an I, Silver with a Y. So I chose a few letters that I received recently. I do have a big backlog of questions for letters to Lexi, so I apologize if I'm not getting back to you fast enough, but there are only so many questions I can answer in any given week. So let's see what we can do here. This one is from Tanya. Hi, Lexi. I'm in quarantine with my husband. He's driving me nuts. We're both swingers, but right now I'm the only one who feels like keeping in touch with my lovers. I just feel like he isn't giving me the space to do that. He is always asking me who I'm talking to and wonders why I disappear sometimes and gets grouchy if I tell him I've been sexy video chatting with one of my lovers. He's okay with being open in our open relationship. We were both enjoying the benefits until recently. How do I handle this? Okay, so that's at least you have that openness that you could theoretically discuss this with him because you're going to need to. It's not fun to be suffocated no matter what kind of relationship that you're in. And having your partner continuously ask you, you know, who are you talking to? What are you doing? And all of that, especially when you're seeing them all the time now, it's just, it's a lot, right? So maybe your partner doesn't even realize that they're doing it. It sounds like it's just a very recent thing that he is behaving this way. Maybe he might feel a little bit resentful that you are having some kind of a separate sex life um, or, you know, some separate sexy time from him. I don't know what your relationship is like or how much sex you guys have been having or how he feels about that, but maybe he is feeling like he also wants to have sexy time with you. So maybe talk to him a little bit and see where he's at and express to him that you need to have that kind of freedom to be able to talk to whoever without having to report back to every single time or have them ask every single time. If you do have that in your agreement in terms of your boundaries on your openness, then that is something that you both are already used to doing. 
in terms of telling the other person exactly who you've spoken to, exactly what you've done. There are some open relationships that have those in place as boundaries because that is what the couple or however many partners agreed upon previously. So if if this is something like that, then you are going to either have to get, you know, get used to that and respect those boundaries that you already have in place or talk about redefining those boundaries and seeing if that's something that you don't feel comfortable doing, then you can express that to him as well and see if you can renegotiate those boundaries together in a way that is beneficial for you both and that make both of you feel comfortable. And if you do need the space to talk to your lovers, why don't you go for a walk? As far as video chatting, okay, it's a little limited. Or maybe wait until your partner goes for a walk. You can do something like that where you are just telling your partner that you need that physical space from them to do whatever it is that you want. I don't think it is unreasonable to expect that at some point during this quarantine time that you are going to need that. So it is better to discuss that now, earlier, sooner, rather than later. Okay, so... This next one is from Jamie. I want to try anal sex for the first time, but I don't know how to start. For context, I'm a woman with a vagina. I enjoy some external stimulation to my ass, but I've never put anything inside it. Do you have any tips for me? Oh, do I, Jamie? Do I ever? So I have a blog on my website called The Complete Guide to Anal Pleasure, and you are going to want to check that out. So that site again is alexisilver.com, L-E-X-I-S-Y-L-V-E-R. And there's a lot of stuff you can do. So it's cool that you want to try it, and that's great. If you do want to try anal sex, then I recommend that you do that yourself before you introduce another person into the equation. The reason being is that the first time that you try anal, like any kind of anal penetration, even if it's just a finger or something, I recommend trying it on your own because you will feel a lot less pressure being by yourself, being theoretically in an environment where you don't feel rushed, that you feel comfortable and that you feel like you can explore. So a safe place that you can do that where you know that you won't be interrupted I think that is so crucial for a lot of different kinds of sexual experimentation when you're trying it for the first time by yourself. So to make that space for yourself, I think that is the first thing. Once you do, and you are in that good mental state where you are feeling ready to experiment and you're feeling horny and everything like that, start with some vaginal stimulation and just get yourself horny. That will help ease up a little bit of the muscle tension that is happening between your legs. And your ass will open up a little bit more. It'll be a little bit easier for you to put whatever you want inside of it. And I don't really know that I need to say this again, but if it doesn't have a flared base, do not put it in your ass because it will get lost in there and you will end up in the ER with some very embarrassing x-rays that you may or may not want to ever tell anyone about. So don't do that. Put only things in your butt that are able to be pulled out. So like if you have a vibrator and your vibrator is just one smooth thing and there is no base to it, there's no flared base that will prevent the object from getting lost inside you, don't put it in. That includes vegetables. Yes, you can get fancy and do all kinds of things. I've heard a lot of stories about things that people have decided to put up their butts. I've also heard a lot of stories about things getting lost inside people's butts, so please be careful with that. And especially if you're new to this, that is definitely a newbie mistake when it comes to anal stimulation, which is why I just spent all of that time telling you about things not to put in your butt. So 
do yourself a favor and get yourself a lot of lube. Set yourself up in a good in a good spot. Maybe you're maybe you're stretched out on the bed and you're feeling really comfortable. Lay down a dark towel for yourself underneath you. Grab a big ass bottle of lube, some baby wipes if you have them, some Kleenex or whatever else uh, you might need to another towel maybe to wipe your hands uh, from all the lube because there will be a lot of lube. And bring whatever toy or whatever you want to use. If it's just your finger or a couple of fingers, that's great. You can also bring a toy into the mix. Make sure the toy is clean before you put it into you, as usual, of course. I'm hoping you already do that with your other toys for other things. A lot of people are afraid that when it comes to anal stimulation, it's going to get messy. And it could get messy. But if you want, even if you're just playing with yourself, if it makes you feel more comfortable, just get an anal douche, which is just one of those bulbs that you fill with water. You squeeze it up your butt and it helps you clean it out by pooping out whatever is in there. And you could do this repeatedly until the water runs clean that is coming from you uh, or whatever. You don't have to do that at all. If you're just playing with yourself, it's up to you, but it could get messy. And even with douching, no matter what you do, it is still a butt. So it is things come out of it. It is a normal function. So if it does happen, don't be embarrassed and don't worry about about it. That is another reason why I suggest the dark towel, because if anything should happen, it won't be so in your face. Let's put it that way. And it's easier for cleanup as well. If you have a waterproof blanket, a waterproof sex blanket, like one of the liberator blankets, you can use one of those also. And those are very easy to wash. So lube it up, lube up whatever it is, relax and ease it in just a little bit at a time. You just want to try putting whatever it is in one inch at a time. Don't try to put in some, some huge dildo. Don't be crazy like that. Start small, okay? And if that is starting to feel really good, great. You can start to see if you can get it in a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper. Ease into it. Don't rush it. And if you can't fit something in all at the same time, the, when the first time you do this or the first couple of times, practice makes perfect. Just don't hurt yourself in the process. So start small. And if you feel pain, okay, you can stop. You can ease up. Pain is not the same as pressure. You will feel pressure. But pain means you may have a small micro rip, micro tear inside of your ass, which could be causing you pain. You don't want to make that worse. So whatever you're doing, ease up on it. And just enjoy the experience of discovering an amazing orifice that is packed with nerve endings. So have a great time, Jamie, and report back. Let me know what you think. This next letter is from Kev. A while ago, I spoke to my girlfriend about opening up and she said she was into it, but we didn't discuss it further. When and how should I bring it up to her again? Okay. So I don't know how recently it is. You said a while ago. I don't know what that means. It could be a few days. It could be a few weeks, a few months. You know, I also don't know how your conversation went. So maybe you did agree to talk about it again. Maybe that was the last thing you talked about. And when you said she said she was into it, does that mean that she said, yes, a hundred percent, let's do this. I really want to do this. Or was it something like, let's discuss this further because one is not the, one thing is not the same as the other. So very hard to answer this question. However, you can talk to her whenever you feel comfortable, whenever it doesn't have to be like when the mood strikes, if you want to kind of ease into it, do yourself a favor and then maybe put on a Netflix show or another TV show or a movie or something that has a theme of open relationships and then watch it together as a movie night or a sexy little romantic thing that you're doing together. And then afterward, you can say, how did you feel about that? Do you remember the conversation we had about maybe opening up? What do you think? Like, do you think maybe that's something you want to talk about again? And we can maybe bring up that discussion again. 
and go from there. You don't have to make it a whole, I need to talk about this or, you know, remember that thing we talked about and then just say it out of the blue to give a little bit of context for it. So that is maybe a suggestion on how to bring that back up again. And you could do it really anytime. However, if your partner wanted to take some time and space and express that to you already and said, I need to take some time to think about it, give them some time to think about it. If you only brought this up recently, then maybe just give them, give it some time for it to sink in. It's not like during this quarantine, you're going to do anything anyways. So just give it a little bit of time. Be patient with your partner. And I have a ton of tips on Pornhub Sexual Wellness Center about how to handle those kinds of situations. So take a look at that. So Kev, just so you know, I offer coaching for open couples. So you can always connect with me for that if you guys are having some trouble communicating with each other. And my info is on LexiSilver.com that wraps up letters to Lexi for the week. If you want me to answer your question about sex or relationships, email me Lexi at sdc.com or find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lexi Silver. That's Lexi with an I, Silver with a Y. So that's it for this week's episode, my lectual friends. Thank you all for listening today. Don't forget that you can learn more about sex, health, and relationships as you seek, discover, and connect at sdc.com. Use my promo code 7070 to get two months free at SDC and try it out for yourself. Tune in live on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America's Variety Channel for my next show. And you can always get my podcast episodes on demand whenever you want them on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play Music. Thanks for joining me, Lexi Silver, on Seek, Discover, Create. Until next time. Stay lectual, people. Bye. We appreciate you joining us on Seek, Discover, Create, presented by SDC.com. Please join your host, Lexi Silver, on another erotic journey next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, may you enjoy exploring your sexuality. 